home of the stars, through the airwaves and on the big screen. Coming to you live from Hollywood, it's Rated G Radio with your host, Garrett Miller. I am so glad to be back for week two of Rated G Radio 2.0. I listened to the show, I downloaded it on, on Apple's iTunes podcast. It's under the rated LGBT radio banner. Thank you, Rob Watson, for continuing the legacy during my extended sabbatical. And a couple of things. I need to work on making sure I'm not shouting into the microphone and then being too far away so you can't hear. And I also tend to exaggerate way too much, which many of my coworkers and friends have told me for about a million years, but I didn't take all trillion of them that seriously, but good Lord, do I exaggerate. I mean, well, and of course, nobody knows it's going to be like 10 trillion things going on. Anyway, um, last week was super, super fun. Uh, Guest callers, uh, I, I had a ton of people write in ahead of time. They were doing the MAGA make uh, or must ask Garrett anything segment. We had a lot of fun with that. Um, We're going to continue doing different things on Saturday night. And just a preview before we bring Rebecca Fisk on America's top 50 psychic. I want to let you know next week, I've already got a guest booked on Memorial Day weekend. And you know, from the olden days, a hundred years ago, when I was doing rated G radio, see, I'm exaggerating again. I need to like, stop this. We used to do the Friday night dance party every Friday night, and we would play world premieres of songs for indie artists around the world. It was the most fun thing ever. And one of the big things that a lot of you have been asking for is the return of the Friday night dance party. Well, folks, I'm only doing the show once a week. So um, since it's Saturday night and it's date night here on Rated G Radio, um, what do you think about next Saturday having the former lead singer of The Supremes when Diana Ross left? Her name is Miss Sherry Payne. Sherry is going to be on the show next Saturday night. She's going to be talking about her new single. We're going to play it, and we may play other Diana Ross and The Supremes hits. We may play more Sherry Payne hits. We will just be having a lot of fun. For a whole hour, which will always fly by. One of the things that I loved about the Friday Night Dance Party was a two-hour show, and the two hours always flew by. Anytime there's music involved, I could just listen for hours, play music for hours. I really should be Paris Hilton being DJing around the world and making all of that money. That would be way super fun if you can make that connection for me anywhere. Anybody who's listening, um, you know, I'll give you a 10% coupon off of a Big Mac. I also want to thank everybody. I, this came out of like nowhere. All Several times this week, I got email notifications that you have gone to my website, GarrettMiller.com. You can also go to RatedGradio.com because they all route at the same place. Um, I've got orders for my essential oils and healing crystal bracelets for the first time in a hot minute. Well, you know, I haven't been pushing them or telling people about them, and I guess it's kind of hard for people to know you got something if you don't tell them. But um, for everybody who placed orders last week for your essential oils and crystals, I'm hand-making them tomorrow, and I will be putting them in the mail on Monday. So thank you for the orders. If you would like to... um, 
you know, make a new request yourself. Again, go to GarrettMiller.com or RatedGRadio.com, whatever you can figure out easier on the keypad. Go take a look at my amazing merchandise. I do need to do some updates to that, though, because I've got some other cool stuff that I'm coming out with as well. But, well, you know, again, I only got so many hours in the day, and, you know, this is much more fun than, you know, updating a website. So there we go. Tonight, my friends, we are going to be chatting with, I'm going to call it like date night chat. If you have a better name, I'm, I'll even, I'll tell you what, we can even have a contest. If um, somebody wants to mail in a name for, you know, doing like date night chatter on Saturday nights here with me, a cute, fun name. Um, I'll give you a free copy of my book, Blonde Jesusisms. I'll autograph it and I'll mail it out to you. But what I want to do when we have our guests on is sit down and just kind of like have a have a have a chat, a less of a structured interview, but more of a just, hey, I know, you know, we're going to promote whatever it is you're here to promote. Um, everybody knows that anyway, because that's why you're here. But, you know, let's let's just have a conversation. So um, the first person I wanted to have a conversation with is somebody who I never get to spend enough time with anyway, in, even in the best of circumstances. I think I only see her beautiful face probably like two or three times a year, but that's Rebecca Fisk. Rebecca, welcome back to Rated G Radio, where it all started. How are you? I'm doing great, and thanks for having me back. I, I always have so much fun with you. I'm, I'm just sitting here smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> well, it's funny, and, and you know, because I... What well, is true, and you know, and the, and the funny thing was, you know, Rebecca and I a million years ago. See, there, I'm so sorry, I didn't mean to exaggerate. What is it? See, if I have to be specific, then I have to remember details. It's just easier to exaggerate. But it was nine years ago. Rebecca and I did the Garrett and Rebecca show for a hot minute, and we then um, I also kind of helped her with the um, I Am Rebecca show, and then you know we did Rated G Radio, and Rebecca was a weekly guest. We had I don't know a handful of the old listeners, vintage Rated G Radio listeners, um, send us notes, both of us separately going, oh my gosh, I can't believe you guys had such great chemistry, didn't want the call with Rebecca to end. And of course, that just made my heart so much happier knowing that tonight you were going to come back and we're just going to gab for an hour. Well, yeah, and, and thank you. And I, I, as you just mentioned, I got those emails and messages too. And yeah, I always have fun. I always have a great time with you. And, you know, I'm okay with you exaggerating. It's part of your charm. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, yeah. well, th- thank you. But now it's, it's kind of like one of those things when you stutter and you catch yourself stuttering, you, you know, you kind of like, so I'm, I'm really going to make a concerted effort to exaggerate at least 3% less. Um, okay. So, <laughs> since, you know, since we last talked last week, for those of you who are new tonight to the show or need just a real quick refresher, Rebecca is a um, intuitive psychic. She'll tell you towards the end of the show. So I'm, again, I'm telegraphing what we're going to do about the last 15 minutes. If we have people that want to ask a question, you are going to be welcome to call in. You can call in now. We're just not going to open the phone lines or open up the, the listener line. Uh, for you to be blabbing, because, you know, who knows? You could be like a member of the Supreme Court taking a tinkle during your Supreme Court hearings, you know, in the last <laughs> week, you know, and, and then flushing the toilet. And like, those are things we just don't need to hear. So if you want to ask a question, <laughs> again, call into the 323-657-1493. Um, I think it will tell you to press 1 or press 2 or press this. You know, you listen to the prompt. It will tell you what to press if you want to actually talk. So that's totally cool. Um, but, yeah, we just – we. 
I miss hanging out with you. I miss talking to you. But again, here we are. So it's date night with Rebecca. Rebecca is a an intuitive psychic. Um, you can book appointments directly with her. You'll see this on the show page too. But if you're just listening, hanging around, going, well, I'll remember it. It's IamRebecca.com. And if you'd like to, you know, again, the, that's when you go to her website, she's a service. So, you know, you're, and it's not for free. So just know that um, she it has clients from around the world. Um, she works with several celebrities. Um, she's got people just lined up out the door to talk with her and regular clients on a regular basis. And every time I've had a reading with Rebecca, um, she just always continues to amaze me because there are a lot of stuff, you know, even as good of a friend as she is, you know, I don't see Rebecca and I don't chat with her all that often. I don't post on social media and I'll say, okay, Rebecca, I've got a question. You know, the clock is running. Okay, here it is. And she'll give me some information and I'll, I'll be like, either that makes a lot of sense or I'm just going to make some notes. And, you know, like pretty much 9.999% out of 10, um, it, you know, it, I was like, oh my gosh, that was totally true. Um, and she'll and Rebecca will go through and tell you about how she does it, what she does, and all of the fun stuff. So again, if you want to call in towards the last 15, 20 minutes of the show, 323-657-1493 is the hotline. You can call in. Call it down. But again, we're not opening up the phone line. So Rebecca, for um the last week, I still haven't seen your gorgeous face, but what's been going on in your world? Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> good question. Um you know, I'm trying to watch some Netflix. It's so funny because all these people say, oh, I'm binging on this show. Um, what is it? Tiger King. I have not watched that. Oh, my that. gosh. Have you seen Tiger um, King? I have not seen that. Um, <gasps> I've had people recommend Orthodox. I've had people recommend Schitt's Creek, which I've been watching a little bit of that, and it is hilarious. I'm only a few episodes into it, but it's absolutely hilarious. If you need something just stinking funny and ridiculous, it's awesome. So what what do you like about Schitt's Creek? Because I've seen all the I've seen all the seasons of it, and so I'm like I I'm caught up. Um, and it is just a tr- for, if you haven't seen it, where you're living under a rock. But what what have you enjoyed about Schitt's Creek, and what what drew you to that besides obviously the fantastic name that Eugene Levy came up with? Yes, it's it's great. Um, you know. For me, it's really how incredibly over-the-top all of the characters are in their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I'm somebody who pays attention to the lyrics of songs. Like, I'll, I'll listen to a, a catchy tune, and, and my whole thing is the lyrics. And so when I watch shows, um, I'm always looking to see who the characters are and, you know, what's relatable, what's not. Are, if it's a comedy, are they somebody who's supposed to be over-the-top, or are they supposed to also be relatable? And, um, you know, the thing is that I'm just going to say at the first episode, you kind of go, wow, what happened? Um, But then as you're given insight into this journey that they're on and the characters that they are and how they have to deal with their new circumstances, I'll put it that way because I don't want to spoil the plot for anybody. Um, You know, you keep thinking that some of the things that are so ridiculous can't become more ridiculous, but the way the characters are evolving, quote, unquote, (laughs) um, it just entertains me quite a bit. So I just love watching the characters and, um, you know, it's it's like we'll take the the dad, the the character that Eugene Levy uh, plays. Um, 
you know, he's so serious in talking about such ridiculous things. I mean, all of them, really. They're so serious in their own ways. And, but it, about ridiculous things. And I, I just find that very humorous. I just really do. And it is very funny. This whole thing, the circumstances, the whole, you know, um, and how they're depicting middle America, if you will, as well. It's just really funny. I just, so which I just character, really enjoy it. If you were being cast in that show, Rebecca, which character would you be given the characters that you're aware of right now? Which character would I be? Yes. Oh, that's a good question. Um, and I can't. I know exactly who okay, I think okay. you would be, but I, I you can't wait to hear who you, you who you think. I know. Uh, I think, and and again, I'm only a few episodes into this, but and I can't even think of her name right now. But I think that I would be the friend of the son, who is who's. I don't know if she's a bartender or she's. You know, she works in the restaurant, or I'm not even sure. Maybe it's a store. See, so yeah, I, I tell you, this she ends is, up being the hotel clerk. Okay, that's right. Thank you. Sorry, I know that things change fairly quickly in the first couple of episodes with her, but um, but yes, I think that that's who I would end up. Is, I, and is, is that who you would have? Thought? I can see you as the <laughs> hotel clerk. I that there are elements of you I can totally see, but the person who I think is just a mirror for you is the mayor's wife. Oh. <laughs> And it could be that she has curly blonde hair like her. you do also. I hadn't thought about her. Well, so Garrett, I'm going to pose the same question to you. Oh, I'm Which totally Eugene Levy's you... character. You know, because I, <laughs> at least, you know, I, well, I can't wait to hear who you think I might be. But I, I think it's the Eugene Levy character because everything he says, he's just so matter of fact. And he's like, I can't believe this is what's happening. Moira, Moira's his wife. Playboy, yes. uh, Catherine O'Hara, and Moira, 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 you know, and everything they do um, is just, like you said, so over the top. And he's just so matter of fact about it. You know, it's like, yeah, we used to live in this mansion and then now we are in this uh, dumpy little hotel and we share a pocket door with my son, my adult <laughs> son and my adult daughter who sleep in single beds. And, you know, it's, yes. and, and he's just like, okay, this is my lot in life. And I have to accept it. And, you know, there they are driving this beat up old Lincoln Continental type of a car, um, living in, in circumstances that just, you know, of, of week before were unfathomable and how they end up getting to this city called Schitt's Creek is just, you know, you would think, okay, well, they have to get out of the city now. And then, you know, every episode is how are they going to get out? And then as the series progresses, at least I've, you know, enjoyed seeing how their um, lot in life and their situation just continues to evolve and grow roots where they've never had before. Well, and I could see you being that character, actually. I don't think my for eyebrows exactly are going to be that bushy for a while, maybe like another year no, or no. two, but after that. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I could definitely see you in that character. So, yes, um, especially because everything is done straight-laced. Very, very much. You know, the only thing that I would say would be different would be <laughs> David, who is the son, you know, Eugene Levy's son on the show. David, um, yeah. you know, he, I love his sense of humor, um, but I think that's, I mean, I love the humor, but I just really relate more to, um, you know, the, the dad in the show, Eugene Levy. And I don't know if yeah. that's just because I'm a million years old now or whatever the case is. But, yeah, so Schitt's Creek is great. So, uh, what, um, 
you know, I don't have TV. I have Netflix only so I can talk, well, not intelligently, but I can talk about shows that I've seen on there. But you're also watching other platforms. And you mentioned a couple um, last week on a chat, and I was like, I've never heard of these. So outside of Netflix, Rebecca, what's entertaining your eyes? Well, okay, so I have to qualify this and say that I have a 14-year-old at home who loves to learn. So I am one of the blessed parents on the planet who has a kid who loves to learn, doesn't necessarily want to learn what school is teaching, but loves to learn. So we're watching learning YouTube channels, basically. So Vox, V-O-X, is one of those channels. Um, And it's, you know, we've watched stuff from political history to economics to science to math to you know, you name the topic and we've watched it. Um, there's another, another um, channel called Kurzgesagt, which is science. And so we've watched a lot of that as well. Um, and so basically, I will tell my kiddo by a certain time of the evening, I'm tired. I'm a morning person. I woke up this morning at my usual time around 530 in the morning. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I usually wake up around 530, maybe 630 in the morning. And... Uh, so by the time it's, you know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, I don't really want to learn anything else. I'm kind of done for the day. <laughs> You're so, done. So I'm always like, okay, let's find the comedy. So one of my very favorite shows ever is Whose Line Is It Anyway? And it's an improv show. Um, I Drew love Carey that. Was the original, yeah, Drew Carey was the original host. Now it's Aisha Tyler. Tyler? Tyler. Yeah, she used to host Talk Soup. and Yeah, she's brilliant. Yes, she's great. And so... Um, the regulars are um, Colin. I can't think of the last name. I'm so sorry, Colin. I love you anyway. Ryan Stiles and um, Wayne Brady are Wayne the, Brady. Are the regulars on the show. Yep. So yep. funny. I, and so, I, so, so I would funny. love to be able to do that with about 1% of their brilliance. That would be fantastic. I would carry that and do that every day <laughs> of the week. Oh, yeah. But that's. And, and when I need comic relief, especially with everything that's going on right now, that's my go-to. And by the way, Garrett, mm-hmm. they do have some episodes on YouTube. So, and, well, and there's another one that I, that I go to on YouTube as well for comedy, if I need a good laugh, and that's the Carol Burnett Show. There are a lot of oh episodes on YouTube as well. So, do you have yes, a favorite, I'm dating do, myself. I'm, <laughs> well, that's, this is the Saturday Night Date Night, so this is perfect, Rebecca. Yes. Okay, date yourself. Yeah. Uh, so do you do you know now if I said I am I'm friends Garrett, I am Go it ahead, is sorry. yeah well hello. hello do you know that I'm and if I use the word friends friends is the, what everybody in Hollywood says if you've seen somebody across the street at a Starbucks and you're 14 blocks away but somebody said something anyway so I'm friends with Carol Burnett's daughter and her son-in-law mm-hmm. and awesome. um I got to go to an event a couple of years ago and it was like super fun. Um, but they hung out with me. They were super nice. Um, you know, we've chatted, you know, before and Jody has her own, um, I think it's like a political talk radio. I'm sure it's a podcast like this, but she has her own regular, um, you know, highly political, uh, podcast and it's very popular. So Jody is just amazing. And then her husband is Lonnie and he, he plays this just amazing rock music. He does a lot of um, um, indie work for movies and commercials and stuff like that. He comes up with original tunes, but uh, back to Carol, do you have a favorite Carol Burnett character? 
That's a good question. Um, well, hard. you know what? I actually have more favorite like skits. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. So, so like you know, in, in so, all of the years yeah. of her show. So one of the one of the ones is of course when they did the spoof on Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. where she pulls yep, down the draperies the and drapes. uses the draperies as her as her as her gown. Um, there's that one. Uh, there is one that I saw recently that I really liked, where she was playing the Queen of England, and uh, Jim Conway was the guard and wouldn't let her in, and it was just you know like she and the king are trying to get back into their castle, and he won't oh, let goodness. them in. Because they don't have the password. <laughs> and that's really funny. So that's a really funny one. But, um, and I did like, you know, the mama, you know, skits mm. that they did. Um, I wasn't a real oh, big fan the of secretary. that. The secretary. Mrs. Wiggins. Mrs. Wiggins. <laughs> Mrs. Wiggins. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, that was really fun. Um, you know, and I haven't, I haven't, seen a lot of them lately I've kind of gone through and, and watched a couple of the same ones just because I like them so much um, and we kind of bounce around so um, but those are those are great and and watching some of the older television it's nice um, so much of the stuff that's on now is more adult if you will and you know past prime time you've got the blood and the gore and the you know, words and, and that kind of stuff. And, and frankly, my kid doesn't like any of that stuff. So going back and finding these old shows that, you know, were pretty clean, if you want to use that term, um, they appeal to me because they also appeal to my kiddo. And so that's safe stuff. So, so the other what thing is, is it a, yeah. what is it about your old soul son that as a, uh, you know, <laughs> A teenager with lots of energy finds that the Carol Burnett show is like the thing to watch. Well, and and I have to qualify that and say it's not his favorite, but well, well, okay, he does like he does like it, and it is funny. I mean, he'd still rather be watching the the Learning Channels. I mean, if I would let him watch that stuff twenty four seven, he would. Um, but he he sees the humor in it, and it's just I mean, some of the stuff's really ridiculous. It's some of it's over the top. Um, but it's just the way the characters are like, again, you know, me and my characters, right? Well, mm-hmm. my kiddo also sees and appreciates the sense of humor that's being presented because a lot of the humor they present is timeless. So yes. when, when it, you well, have writers, yeah. yeah. When you have writers that present timeless stuff, it's going to be humorous anyway, because it's about human nature really. Well, you know, if, so. and we're going to talk about like human nature. Then, you know, the the thing that just comes up right away was the I Love Lucy show. Yeah. You know, classic television, well written, well filmed, and it just the material holds up. You could watch it today. Um, you know, maybe you know, you change a couple of the references so it's you know talking about what's going on now. But you would have a fantastic quality TV program that the whole family could watch. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. So what do you think? Okay. So you're, you're talking about, you know, this and that. Um, What do you think about everybody? I see so many articles now that lead with so-and-so is, you know, shamed by fans because they said something insensitive and hurtful. It seems to me, Rebecca, I'm about to say something insensitive and hurtful here. I have no idea where people with journalism degrees 
are getting their degrees because when you start the a headline, I'm just looking at Yahoo right now, where they say the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Lisa Rena at 56 shares thirsty bikini photo smoke show. They should be fired for writing such a stupid ass headline. Okay, I don't know. You know, and I and I get it. You know. It's not news or anything having to do with any Kardashian. It's not news. They just have a great publicist they pay a boatload of money to, and magically their name stays relevant. I don't know anybody who watches, has watched or watches that show. Anyway, so, um, yeah, I'm not watching any of that, but um, I do love Shit's Creek. The show that I'm watching, right, well, I just finished watching the fifth season of Pinky Blinders on HBO. On H- I say, why did I say HBO? I don't even have HBO. I'm not even looking at HBO on the computer here. On Netflix, um, I started watching that. It had been on my queue, and then I had somebody that I worked with said, oh, my gosh, you really need to see Pinky Blinders. It's going to be great. And I just finished watching... What did I finish watching right before that? It was a second season or third season of something. Anyway, so we get to Pinky Blinders, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess we'll we'll take a take a leap, you know. And out of all of the things that I ever watch on Netflix, if I get to episode one, I'm committed. I should be a lesbian. I'll get married on the first date. Where's the U-Haul? We're moving in. That's me and a TV show on Netflix. Okay. Okay. So the Good only time that that has never worked is the Ashton Kutcher, not two men, two and a half men or whatever. This is the show that he did with okay. um, Sam Waterston or whatever. And then the guy from that 70s show, it was like a comedy. Listen, I, I will sit through, yeah. I will sit yeah. through a pile of crap and suffer through it and say, well, there's only nine more seasons and 48 episodes of seasons. Thank you. Forensic files. Um, I will sit through all of that night after night to get through it. Cause I watched the first one. So, I, you know, and we're just going to watch all of them, but that Ashton Kutcher piece of crap, I can't believe anybody liked. And maybe I didn't get it, give it enough of a, of a spin. I don't know, but it, you know, it's a half an hour show and I'm, I'm literally getting an ice pick and jamming it in my eyeball at about 15 minutes oh, in. No. I'm like, well, maybe I'll try the other eye or let's try an ear and see if the pain goes, you know, <laughs> makes me go into a coma. Well, it didn't. And so Ashton Kutcher's horrible show, maybe it gets better. I just, I, I couldn't get the concept of why anybody would want to watch it, anything like that. So Ashton, I know you're listening tonight. Um, you know, buddy, <laughs> you know, text me. You know, I'll give you some great advice, yeah. but okay. But to Pinky Blinder, so I turn the show on, and again, the, it's a one of these series that you get like eight, ten episodes a season, and the first one, okay. and the second season, it's like six episodes. The you know that goes from there, and so I'm watching the first episode of Pinky Blinders, going, "This is the biggest pile of crap that Ashton Kutcher should have been in because this is unbearable." But. <laughs> I'm sitting here and I got nothing else to do. Well, I'll just give it a shot. So I finished the first episode and I said, that was, you know, that was a pile of crap, but well, everybody says it's so great. Let me, I, I have to give this a chance, give pinky blinders a chance. <laughs> and so I turned on episode two. Oh my God. I got so hooked in hook line and sinker. And I just finished watching season five now. And I'm like, no, you can't not 
have more shows. I'm starting to think I might need some therapy to get over pinky blinders. <laughs> but um, if you do re- want to see a great show, it's a great show. Lots of violence, um, lots of surprises. The plot is just <laughs> twists and turns. You're going to think you're watching. Uh, I'm going to think it's like around 1920s uh, version of Dallas, except it's going to be back in England and New York. So okay. there you go. So that's what I that's what I was watching. Well, so um, I let's actually, see what else I I turned to Ozark on again, which <gasps> I, I started to watch the first episode of the new season that I hadn't seen, which is actually an older season because I haven't stayed caught up. And within ten minutes, oh. I was like, you know, I just can't watch this, so I'm not watching it. I it's it's very well done, but I'm not watching that. Um, actually, there's another series that I started that I do like, and I need to go back to it, and it's uh, Dead to Me with Christina Applegate. Oh, that was great. That's, well, they just had season two that just came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that one's good. But, you know, again, it's really slow for me because um, I'm just doing other stuff. <laughs> so TV and Netflix and that kind of stuff, I just don't have a lot of time for that. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time doing that. Um, but those are good. And, and I have to say, you know, I loved House of Cards until the whole Kevin Spacey thing happened. And then it was like, okay, we have to do a couple episodes to finish this off. But I loved House of Cards. It was very well done. Um, I and so I was really bummed I, when that I was even, done. But. You know, there's, uh, we could probably have another whole show on things horrible people have done and all of that kind of stuff. But um, th- that's not this show. But House of Cards, so spectacularly written, even the last season, which, you know, where you're going to have, you know, um, the wife, um, Princess Buttercup, you're going to have her on there being (laughs) the, I forget her name. You you know, I know it's like uh, Sean Penn. Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Yeah, Sean Penn. I'd like to introduce to you the First Lady of the United States, Princess Buttercup. Um, but even with her as president of the United States and, you know, the kind of the way they did that, I thought it was really, really well done. And the final mm-hmm. scene in the final episode. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know if these it are like well secrets. It's, so shows like that, that have, you know, they've wrapped and they've been in the can for a couple of years. I'm not sure it's such a secret. And I'm not sure anybody else is enjoying hearing us gasp like schoolgirls about, you know, House of Cards. <laughs> but boy. I love that show. I would have liked to have seen that continue on, quite frankly, with oh, yeah. um, Robin Wright just continuing her, her wrath. Yeah, I would have enjoyed that, too. I, there was a part of me at the time that they finished it. I thought, well, they didn't have to do that. I, my right. impression was they could have continued. But I think with such a hullabaloo going on, um, I, I feel like they weren't sure how they would be able to continue with having to deal with all of the fallout. So uh, yeah, that, and, that was and the, my thought at the time. And I think how they wrapped it up um, really was a nice little bow on it because it, it certainly opened the door for more, um, but it yeah. certainly didn't have to. And so the way they ended the show uh, with Doug and everything, I just thought, oh, uh, you know, how brilliant is this? But some of those yeah. things that were happening, you know, as we, you know, as the series was pro- was progressing, I was like, 
I think I'm going to, oh, yep, here it comes. And I generally am the worst person to be able to see a surprise ending. I, you know, some people say, oh, I saw it a mile away. I mean, I, I went to see Titanic and I didn't know the sink, uh, ship was going to sink until like the last scene. And then I was like, <laughs> well, I thought somebody was going to come and save all these people. And that didn't happen. Um, you know, so, and you can, and I'm also probably the only person you'll know, Rebecca, that loves to know the end of the movie before I go see the movie. Oh, I don't want to spoil it for you. And I hate when people say that a lot. Just mm-hmm. tell me the end of the friggin' movie. Well, you won't go then. Well, I'll probably be more likely to go because now I can't wait to see the, the, sip, the ship sink. So, you know, here you go. Uh, okay, so you've right, been, so- been, go ahead. I was just going to say, so you asked what I've been doing this week. So, yes, yes there's, been, there's been some of that. Um, there's been a couple of birthday drive-bys, which we've done. Uh, we've had uh, the teachers from Ben's elementary school, now Ben's in middle school, graduating from middle school, but uh, because they're feeling, you know, sympathy and compassion for all of their students, um, all of the, the faculty and staff from Ben's elementary school got together and did a caravan with, with balloons and everything and honking their horns and going by basically all of the streets in their, the, you know, that are where the kids come from to go to their school. So they did that for the kids who attend the school and the kids who formerly attended the school. So we live like across the street from the school. So they actually drove by our place like three times. So that was really fun. Um, you know, because we're doing all these creative things now to celebrate our graduates and our and birthdays and all of that, you know, if we're continuing to do the social distancing. Although I couldn't believe the number of people out today. Um, lots of people out without masks and, um, and not staying distanced. And I know it was a beautiful day, but it's like, well, I'm still being careful. Um, let's see what else is that. Oh, and I went to the grocery store because I don't go very often. <laughs> That's something else I did this week. That's a production. Um, so where do you like the shop actually, most and why? Well, that's an interesting question. Okay. So my very preferred store is actually Trader Joe's. However, I don't always have the time to wait in the line to go into the store. I love that they're limiting the number of people who can go in. I love that they're wiping down the cart. I love that they have little spots on the ground where you know that you're not standing too close to somebody. I really do like a lot about what they're doing. Um, but, you know, if the line's going to be 45 minutes and I don't have 45 minutes, then I can't wait. So my, my other go-to is Whole Foods, and they're also wiping down the cart. Um, I have found that people inside are kind of policing themselves a little bit more with keeping the distance. But um, it's a much more expensive grocery bill than at Trader yeah. Joe's, but, yeah. but they have a great variety and they have some products that are great that I really like. Um, and then the other place that I will go to in a pinch is Gelson's because they're not far from me. And um, so I buy bottled water. I know, shame on me, but I buy the two and a half gallon containers of water because um, – <laughs> I got a water purifier that you put on the faucet when I moved into my apartment. I love my place built in 1930. It's awesome. And the water, the the water uh, fixture that you put on the the filter that you put on the end of the faucet caused enough of a back pressure that it blew out the faucet. (laughs) So they had to replace it. And it's because the pipes are, are such that when you have any kind of backup of pressure, it leaks. So it was leaking at the uh, wall. It was leaking out 
where the spigot opens. I mean, it was like it wasn't, you know, like, you know, when you turn it on. And um, so it was like, okay, I can't do that again. And I don't like the pictures because I don't have a large fridge and I don't want to have that in the, in the fridge and I don't want to leave it on the counter. So I buy the two and a half gallon bottles of water, which I couldn't get for the first few weeks. So what I discovered is that not a ton of people go to Gelson's and they always have that water. So well, there you I will go. stop there and get the, the big bottles of water. But um, I know it sounds like, like, oh, my gosh, you went to the grocery store. Wow, that's exciting. But, you know, the thing is, it's such a big production now. Right. That, yeah. And, and, I, and I, I go maybe once a week, if that. I, I really am honoring the social distancing. I am going out and getting fresh air every day, and I'm trying to go for my walks. But the bulk of my exercise I'm doing inside, so I'm working out a lot. Um, and, you know, I kind of have my little ups and downs just like everybody. I've had, um, over the course of the now nine weeks that I've been inside, I think most of us have been in almost that, that long, um, I've had a, probably two or three times where I realized that, okay, I'm being pushed to my limit, and now I have to go beyond that because emotionally, where am I with all of this? How well am I adjusting to this quote-unquote new normal? And there was a point at which I thought, okay, right now this is starting to feel endless. And, mm-hmm. you know, after um, the L.A. County uh, health officials said, oh, you know, we might be here till July, I had people sending me emails and text messages from up north because I have my other office in Northern California. Oh, my gosh, I just heard you're on lockdown until the end of July. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and so, no, we're not on lockdown until the end of July. We are doing a very cautious reopening of the county. So, Yes, the beaches are open for recreation. You still have to wear a mask unless you're swimming in the ocean. But we can go for walks at the, at the beach. We can go on the bike trail, the bike path. We can go to trails and hike. We can do these things. They are slowly opening places up. But the way that was presented, and she apologized the next day, thank God. But um, it, I got all these messages about, oh, my God, you're on lockdown, and you know, how are you coping with this? And there was a little bit of a feeling of, oh, okay, well, we've already been on this for eight weeks. It's starting to feel a little bit like when is this going to end? And I kind of went to this place of, okay, I'm exhausted from this now. And it lasted about 20 minutes because I realized I came back to this place of, you know, this is something that the entire world is going through. And we Mm -hmm. as individuals have to handle it to the best of our ability within the parameters of, of what works for us. So this is a huge opportunity for us to learn not only about ourselves and our own limitations, but also how we're going to meet what we feel are limits within ourselves and move through them and push beyond them. And so you can imagine me being a single mom with my kid at home. Um, I've had, you know, I have uh, things that push my buttons more than somebody who's, say, a single person living alone or maybe a person who is, with a partner and living without children. And, you know, so we all have our own circumstances within these confines, but we're all being pushed to the limits within ourselves in our own way. And we have an opportunity to really grow in this process. And so for me, it's really been about going within, you know, I took myself off the dating apps. I am working on myself and I'm seeing growth every week. 
Um, and, and I'm realizing more and more that I'm finding my authentic self in all of this because I'm not out pleasing anybody. There, I don't have to go put on a happy face with anyone at any time right now. I mean, I'm going to do my best for my clients. But it's very interesting just observing and, you know, becoming the detached observer. They talk about that with meditation. That meditation allows you to become mindless and mindful, and it gives you an opportunity to become the detached observer of your life. And there's a peace in that. There's a very deep sense of peace beyond all the noise. So we're being given an opportunity to experience that within ourselves in a new way. So um, one of the other things that I did this week is I met one of my goals. And um, one of my goals was to get up to 30 minutes on a climber. I have a, a climber at home that they call it a maxi climber, but it's like a versa climber. So it's not an elliptical. It's like you're climbing basically almost vertically. And it's a good workout. It's, um, I, I hiked out of the Grand Canyon some years ago, and I worked at the fire department at the time. And, you know, some of the, some of the personnel in the field were like, well, how are you preparing for this hike out of the Grand Canyon? It's, it's a mile deep, and it's nine and a half miles of trail, and how are you preparing for that? I mean, it took me almost eight hours, right? And I said, oh, I'm doing the Versa Climber. And, and most of them said, oh, I can't do that. It kicks my butt. So <laughs> I worked up to 30 minutes on that thing, and I'm really proud of myself. And, and so I'm working on my own fitness goals now. I'm stronger than I've ever been. Um, and so I guess the reason that I'm kind of going off on my little tangent here about what I've been doing this week is um, – I'm finding new strength in myself. Mm-hmm. And, and so I want to encourage everyone to do that, whatever that is. Do some self-care every day. Eat good food. If you, if you feel like you need food to kind of comfort you, that's great. But limit the amount of doing that because right now it's really important for us and our immune systems to eat healthy stuff, to get some exercise, and to do self-care, to keep our, our emotional selves well, also, because, again, it keeps our immune system strong. Um, we're in a very fear-producing environment right now, and fear is a lower frequency, and it doesn't contribute to wellness. So when you feel fear, allow yourself to feel it, but then try to come back to love. Fear is a lower frequency. Love is a higher frequency. And when you allow yourself to feel love, you can't have fear in the same place where you're feeling love. So... You've been busy. There's a lot of that. I've been busy. I've been writing. I've been thinking. I've been exercising. Even if it's 11 o'clock at night, I get on my climber. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a, it's a, you know, I'm excited. I'm actually excited about where my life is and where I'm going because I feel like in so many ways I'm healthier than I've ever been. I'm not looking for validation outside myself. I'm not going on dating apps to, to talk to people to feel like, oh, I'm, you know, I want somebody else to make me feel good. I don't need that. I can, I can do that for myself now. So when I said I'm dating myself, um, I really am in a different place of self-love than I've ever been in my life. And we all have an opportunity to go into that place now because we don't have the, the, the distractions. So, it's it's a beautiful opportunity right now. So, so Garrett, what else have you been doing for yourself? What haven't I been doing? 
my biggest treat, I didn't get a chance to start it before the show started because it's a whole production, but I have a shiatsu foot massager. Oh, and while I'm watching TV, you know, when I say TV, it means my 43 minutes of Netflix that I get impatient about 18 minutes in and I watch 23 and then turn it off. So as I'm sitting here watching Netflix on my computer at night, or in the morning when I'm getting up and checking emails, my feet go in this shiatsu foot massager, and it makes my feet feel very wonderful. I have this thing. Have you ever had plantar fasciitis before? I have, and that is incredibly painful. It's like the worst. Well, all Okay, let's preface this. You have a hangnail, worst pain ever. Toothache, worst pain ever. Brick to the head, worst pain ever. Plantar fasciitis, worst pain ever. Pregnancy, worst pain ever. Okay, so there we go. All pain sucks. So I don't want to hear from anybody. <laughs> but I had a toothache once and I need a trophy now. Okay, uh, turn off your radio. Um, but I had, and I have no idea where this plantar fasciitis came from, but all of a sudden overnight, my feet had me hobbled like I was this 800 year old man. I swear to God, uh, I thought, Rebecca, they were going to have to oh, amputate yeah. my feet. They hurt so bad. And oh, yeah. um, little did I know, all I needed was arch supports and my life would mm-hmm. go back to somewhat as normal. But yeah, so I think it, it probably didn't help that for the longest time, I just walked around barefoot here at the house because pretty much anytime I'm, I was not at a work setting, my shoes came off and I'm barefoot walking around. Um, yeah. And I like that and I really prefer that. But now, again, I am wearing Crocs on a Saturday night because that's sexy. So I'm yeah. wearing my Crocs w- while doing the show with you guys in gym shorts and a tank top. It's That's what date night looks like here on Rated G Radio with Rebecca Fisk, America's Top 50 Psychic. Let me tell you, <laughs> listeners, if you want to call in and ask her a question, we're going to have her kind of explain what she does and how she does it as well. Um, but if, And also, if you call in and we don't get to your call because we are gabbing way too much, you can book your session directly with Rebecca on IamRebecca.com. And say, oh, I heard you heard about you on the show. And, you know, she'll giggle and you'll giggle and then you'll have a great session. Um, so Rebecca's going to, um, you know, tell us about what she does, how she does it, all of that. So if you have a question, please call now at 323-657-1493. That is the hotline. Memorize it. Put it into your cell phone so you can just dial that every week. Um, I think the system will prompt you to press 2 if you want to talk. And if you do, just do that either now or at some point, and uh, we'll bring you on the line. But, um, Rebecca, tell us, tell the listeners what you do, how it works, what you don't do, and how you can have a successful session with your client. Okay. Um, Well, I'm what they call a clairvoyant, which is a fancy word that means I see pictures in my mind. So when you have a session with me, um, what I do is I do a silent gratitude prayer before we get started. And typically, you know, I go through and I I go in and I say thank you to to all of the energies, God, you know, Jesus, Mother Mary. and then my first two teachers were Native American, so I thank Mother Earth and Father Sky and all of the different elements and energies in the universe, basically. Um, and then I come back and I ask what I'm supposed to know for you. So typically I will start seeing pictures in my mind's eye. I also hear and feel information, but most of it's like watching a movie. So I do all kinds of readings. So if you want to talk to somebody who's passed, I do that. If you want to do medical intuitive 
past lives, uh, relationships, career. Basically, you can ask me anything. And if I don't get an answer, I'll tell you I'm not getting anything. But I'll tell you that's also very rare because I've been doing this for 30 years. Um, And so if I don't get an answer about something, either you haven't decided the universe hasn't decided yet. But again, it's been quite a while since, since I didn't get an answer about something. Um, yeah, it's been like 30 years. Still, I can't believe it, but it's amazing. Um, well, anyway, it's I nice love that you I started do. your professional psychic career when you were two. That's right. <laughs> That's right, Garrett. Thank you. We were, we were in diapers. Um, yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is a lot of people ask, did you always know you were psychic? And I tell people, well, I was the kid in school that everybody said, oh, you're too emotionally, take everything too seriously. And everybody always nods because they, they know that either they were that person or they know the person who was that person. So that was me. Um, but then when I was 21, I started dispatching at a police department, and I knew when people were lying to me on the phone. And I just thought, well, that's because I work in law enforcement. When you work in law enforcement, you develop your sixth sense. So I just assumed the other dispatchers did the same thing. And then later I found out that, no, they didn't. Um, Not everybody had as strong a gut feeling as I had. Um, And, uh, you know, I started reading books about spirituality. Who am I? Why am I here? Who is God? What is my purpose? And um, I realized that the more I got out of my own way, the more information was coming through. So I started goofing around with friends, and I'd say, oh, you know, I think this is going to happen for you. And they'd call me six months later, and they'd say, remember when you said that? And I'd say, no, did I say that? And they'd say, yeah, you said it. Well, it happened. I'd be like, okay, whatever, because I don't remember. And that's true to this day that I don't typically remember the readings that I do. Once in a while, there's something so profound. It's like, oh, my gosh, I have to remember this. But it is almost like I'm observing myself giving the information in the readings, although I also sometimes feel a lot of it. But, um, you know, I, I love my work. It's always different. I love my clients. I have the most generous, loyal, amazing clients on the planet. And, um, and I just feel incredibly blessed to do work that I love. So, so do you have an example of maybe um, a reading that surprised you or a client's um, reaction either during or after? Uh, yes, I have a couple of those. I have um, I had a client come in who was referred by somebody else that I know. And she said, okay, I booked an hour. And I said, fine. And she said, um, I just want you to tell me whatever comes up. So I literally sat in front of this woman and talked to her for an hour. And she didn't say anything. I just told her everything that was coming up. I did ask for first names of some loved ones that had passed. Um, and so, you know, and so I do that, as you know, Garrett, I'll ask like, okay, what's the first name of the person you want to know about? And that's it. I don't want to know anything more than that. But anyway, so I talked to her, the hour's finally up and she said, I said, you know, okay, well the the time is up now. And she said, okay. And she said, look, I have to tell you, my friend who referred me said that being with you is like steroid on or therapy on steroids. And I kind of looked a little surprised and she said, but I have to agree with her. I've gotten more out of this one hour with you than I've gotten in 10 years of therapy. Wow. So that was like, wow. And of course, you know, I had no idea what she was going to say. Cause again, we've sat there for an hour. I don't know this person. I've never seen her before. And I, and she just said, okay, talk. <laughs> and I did. 
So that was really cool. Um, I have another client who's been a client for about 11 years now. And for the first few years, we, we, we hadn't met in person. I'd only done phone readings for her. But at one point, I did a reading for her, and she asked me about one of her relatives who was living in another country. She said, well, is, is, is he going to be okay? And what came up was, well, there's going to be this big storm, like a typhoon or something like that. And I said, there's going to be a lot of problems all around him, but he's going to be okay, and he's probably going to help people. And, of course, I forgot about it. And about six or eight months later, there was this typhoon in another country, and that happened to be where he was. And she called me, and she's like, oh, my gosh, you were right. It was right (laughs) around him. There were all these things that happened, and he was helping everybody, and it was exactly like you said. But she's great, and she's, you know, she will call me and go, oh, my gosh, you were right again. She's a regular Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll call and go, oh, my gosh, you were right again. I'm like, okay, what I say this time? Because I never remember what I said. So, um, you know, but it, part of it, too, is the client's willingness to trust me. So if you're willing to trust the person that you're going to, to, to have an intuitive or psychic reading, um, the more you trust them, the more possible it is for them to give you an accurate reading. Now, the other thing is I call myself an intuitive psychic because I do everything through intuition and prayer. I don't use cards. I don't use psychometry, which is when you hold an object or whatever. Everything is through intuition and prayer. So out of the, I don't know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that you've talked to in your 30 plus years as an intuitive, have you ever had a client that you uh, didn't uh, uh, refuse to help or was just like, nope, I'm not doing it? I have had, I've had three. <laughs> what? I didn't expect three. that answer. Yes, I've had three. Um, the first one was a woman who was a therapist who decided to get a session for her friend's birthday who also happened to be her client. Oh. And they wanted to do a session together. And I said, that's fine. But if there's anything that you're hiding from your friend or anything you don't want your friend to know, it's, it skews the reading because you're hiding something so I can't right. see accurately. So even if it's like I'm planning a surprise party and I don't want them to know, it's going to skew the reading. And so they came in. I did the first reading for her friend. And she was like, oh, my gosh, this was the greatest thing since sliced bread, which was thank you very much. And then the woman who was the one who had arranged it, who said, no, she didn't have anything to hide, said, oh, no, this is the most, hor- most horrible reading I've ever had, and this and blah, 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 will come to find out later, it's because she was this woman's therapist. <laughs> and she didn't want the person to know a whole bunch right. of about her. Right, Which yeah. is okay. So, so yeah. here's the deal. So I said, look, I, I will gift you a reading I, I, you can have another reading instead, or I will, you, can, you can give the, gift, the reading to somebody else. I do guarantee my work. I don't do money-back guarantees. There's a reason for that, but I offer another reading or giving, gifting the reading to somebody else. Um, there's another person that I dealt with <laughs> um, who I had given several readings and she'd been very happy, but then she started having a series of missed steps in her life and you know the reality is we all have times in our life where we're having a bad time and she kind of decided that the whole world was out to get her 
And then in that kind of space, called me, basically challenging me. It was, it was not a friendly kind of energy like we'd had previously. And, you know, kind of saying things that were kind of digs at me. And finally, I just said, you know, I think we need to stop. And, um, you know, I'm not sure that I'm the right person for you to do a reading for you at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And she kind of goaded me some more. And I said, look, I wish you blessings. Um, but I've, you know, obviously you've outgrown me. And um, I would suggest that you seek out the assistance of someone else. And I, I wish you well. And, and it really was, you know, we can, we can outgrow each other. You know, it, it happens. We do that in relationships anyway. And that includes sometimes even with somebody who's giving you some kind of counseling. So, and then the third one was um, just somebody who was like just taking advantage. And it was a really great lesson for me to learn about boundaries. And, um, and so that was kind of just eye-opening about it. I felt like God was tapping me on the shoulder and saying, you know, you have to stop giving so much and you, you're going to have to reel this in and do things a little differently now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and so I got a great lesson from that. But that's it. I mean, I've, those are the three where, yeah, okay. I mean, God bless them. And thank you for the lessons. I learned something from all of them. Um, and so that's the thing that I always, I always approach these situations where, you know, it's an opportunity for me to learn something. And it doesn't mean I don't have an emotional reaction. I mean, I'm human. I make mistakes. I have my emotional reactions. You know, I'm working on this stuff all the time. Um, But I am not the Dalai Lama. (laughs) God bless him. Thank you so much. Um, So I don't always stay centered. I do my best. Speaking of the Dalai Lama, Rebecca, we'll have to tell listeners some other time, the time that you drugged me to go see the Dalai Lama, and it was like one of the funnest things ever. (laughs) That was awesome. That was awesome. Remember the guy that photobombed our picture that was the perfect picture, and he's just like walking? (laughs) And it was the only picture we could get, you know? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. that was we, awesome. I, we've got two minutes left, everybody. We have totally oh, chatted up oh. this hour. I cannot even believe the hour is up. Rebecca, because you know I could just sit here and talk all night with you. Um, but this is like having a nice little egg timer on our date night on Saturday night. Everybody, Rebecca Fisk is available for private readings. You can Zoomer, Skyper, in-personer, telephoner, write a letter. There's this thing called email and text also, I've heard from the cool kids. But if you go to IamRebecca.com, you'll get all of her information book a reading with her. Make sure you say, Hey, I heard you on rated G radio. I'd really like to get a reading, you know, um, you know, how can you help me? Blah, 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 blah. And, and you know, she'll work out, out all the details. Um, super, super fast, Rebecca. Do you have information on your book that's available on Amazon? You can share with listeners. I'm sure. Thanks for asking Garrett. It's called the list tools to create the life of your dreams. It's a very quick read, but there's a lot of homework. And I tell people I give homework because if you really want to heal your life, you can, but it's an inside job. And I'm happy to help facilitate whatever support you need. Um, but I, I have had people tell me that it's been life-changing for them, including somebody else that I'm talking to right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I liked it so yeah. much about what, how many copies, and I gave them out as gifts. So. I, I know. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I'm bowing at you, even though you can't see that. Um, so that's the book. And then also... Right now, with everything that's going on, there are two things that I'm offering that are unusual. First of all, I am offering 50% off readings right now with everything that's going on. And then in addition, I'm offering 10-minute support calls. So I'm not doing readings during the support calls. 
The support calls are, oh, my gosh, I'm melting down and I need some help, and can you help me reset? Can we do a meditation? Can you give me some tools? So I'm, do, I'm doing those um, for free right now. So if you feel like you need some support, uh, contact me through the website, IamRebecca.com or Rebecca at IamRebecca.com uh, or call And with that, Rebecca, we are oh, out of time. <laughs> uh, it's like, okay. Rebecca, your Supreme Court five minutes is up. Your time yes. is up. Next Saturday night, the former lead singer of the Supreme, Sherry Payne, she is going to be joining us to pr- do a world premiere for her brand new single to give hope to the world. We cannot wait for you to join us. It's going to be an all music episode next Saturday night. And you've been listening to. You've been listening to. Rated G Radio. Radio.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.